guys and welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode 58 and today I am alone for the first time in quite a long time doing an episode without a co-host. Um, I'm actually doing an episode for the first time in my new house in Nashville. I've been here for a month and it's been really great. Um, I'm not sure how this setup is going to go because I'm in a big empty room as opposed to my old room that was a little more insulated and uh, I only have four panels of soundproofing foam where I used to have like 24 so we're gonna see how this goes so if the quality sounds like shit I'm sorry in advance I'm working on it because I don't even have a computer chair right now um I just built this desk a week ago go me and uh we're gonna see how this goes but I was going to write this episode down like I usually do but there's just so much going on and I just, <laughs> I didn't have the time. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been moving. I've been unpacking. I've been working. And also I just finished my book and I put it into publication. Um, so that should be coming to me by the 17th, hopefully, if all goes according to plan. And I'm so very excited. Thank you everybody for being so patient with me. They were supposed to come out in May, but, um, a lot of delays and I just wanted to make sure it was perfect and it's 130 pages and uh, I hope you guys really love it because I do and I'm really proud of it. So anyway, let's stop talking about me because who came here for that? But a lot of things have happened in the music industry that we definitely have to have a conversation about and one of them is Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I'm going to have a little disclaimer before I get into this. If you've been following Rebel Hearts since the early days back in 2017 when I first made Rebel Hearts Girl on Twitter, if you've been a friend of me for longer than that, if you're my Facebook friend, if you were somehow around for my last podcast back in 2016, um, I'm sorry, but um, you guys probably have heard me say some not so pleasant things about Taylor Swift. I remember specifically a Facebook post I made in defense of Kim Kardashian when the whole uh, famous situation happened and I was on Kim Kardashian's side just because I felt that Taylor Swift was kind of in the wrong and now I totally have a different perspective on that situation. But um, I have said my piece on that situation on Facebook. I do remember saying on Twitter that Taylor Swift releasing reputation took away from smaller artists releasing things and it really sucked that you know indie artists and indie bands were really coming on the scene and coming on strong and then all of a sudden Taylor Swift you know the biggest pop star of our generation right now aside from you know Lady Gaga so on and so forth was releasing an album and everybody was going to care about that and not these smaller bands it was kind of a stupid tweet I'm not gonna lie but I was just really mad because I was like so many good bands are putting out things and Taylor Swift is going to take the spotlight but let's be real she probably had nothing to do with indie bands not getting noticed but I was just not a fan of Taylor Swift not you know Taylor Swift is the smartest woman in music at least in our generation you know she's not that much older than me and she's definitely the smartest businesswoman I will say you know she knows how to make anything into a dollar she definitely knows business. She definitely knows her brand. She knows when to speak. She knows when to say she, that girl has the music industry down to a science or so I thought, you know, up until this situation I'm about to get into happened. But Taylor Swift as a whole has really only bothered me in the sense that she's just 
a really big capitalistic person. But also on the other side of that, I have said a lot of positive things about Taylor Swift on this podcast, especially, you know, I do know she gives plenty to charity. I know that she's a huge supporter of the LGBTQ community. Um, I don't really want to get into the whole um, you need to calm down video because I had a lot of thoughts and opinion about that, but I don't think it's my place to be angry or have an opinion on that because it's not my community and it's not really my place to say that she was in the wrong, even though I feel I don't think that straight people should be making content like that during Pride Month and capitalizing on it. But, you know, I saw a lot of people from the LGBTQ community in support of it. I didn't really see a lot of negativity. It was really just people like myself that were just like, uh, maybe that was in poor taste, but I mean, she had a lot of representation in that video and that was really great. I just think that, um, pride month is really touchy when you're not, um, part of the LGBTQ community. Everything that you do is just kind of like straight people should just not be that. I don't know how to describe it, but I just feel like Straight people and allies, they just really need to take a back seat to the LGBTQ community, especially during Pride Month. I just don't think that it's our place to really be loud. We do need to let other people speak. And I do think that that's, you know, not just Pride Month. I mean, gay people exist 24-7, 365. But um, Pride Month especially, I think that allies just need to take it down a notch. And I think that Taylor Swift putting that out during Pride Month being a straight woman, uh, I no comment. But anyway, I'm getting off topic, but I did want to set the stage because people do know that I was never really a big fan of Taylor Swift, and I just wanted everybody to know that I've had a change of heart, and I do believe that she is still a um, capitalist, money-making machine, but I do think that she has a really good heart, and I do think that a lot of the things that she does has no malice or, you know, bad intention behind it. So without further ado, let's finally get into what I wanted to talk about today. So Taylor Swift, uh, last Sunday, today is Wednesday the 3rd, Taylor Swift had posted on Tumblr a screenshot of Justin Bieber and circled in the little screenshot, uh, it's a screenshot of a screenshot of a FaceTime call. She circled um, a man in the photo and it said, this is uh, Scooter Brown. Brown? Brun? We're going to go with Brun. I don't really care. I This guy's a fucking idiot, so I don't really care how to say his last name. But we're going to go with Scooter Brun. Bullying me on social media when I was at my lowest point. He's about to own all my music I've ever made. And then uh, Justin Bieber's stupid ass. It's captioned, Taylor Swift, what up? So then Taylor's Tumblr post goes on to say, For years I asked, pleaded for a chance to own my work. Instead, I was given an opportunity to sign back up to Big Machine Records and quote-unquote earn one album back at a time. One for every new one I turned in. I walked away because I knew once I signed that contract, Scott Borchetta would sell the label, thereby selling my me and my future. I had to make the excruciating choice to leave behind my past. Music I wrote on my bedroom floor and videos I dreamed up and paid for my the money I earned playing in bars, then clubs, then arenas, then stadiums. Some fun facts about today's news. I learned about Scooter Scooter's purchase of my masters as it was announced to the world. All I could think about was the incessant manipula- manipulative... Whew, that is a word when you're trying to say it quick and read. Bullying I've received at his hands for years. 
Like when Kim Kardashian orchestrated an illegally recorded snippet of a phone call to be leaked and then Scooter got his two clients together to bully me online about it. See photo. It's um the photo that I was referring to with Justin Bieber. Uh, it was Kanye West, Scooter, and somebody else in the photo, and Justin Bieber was on the FaceTime call, so hence the Taylor Swift what up. It's a bunch of people that bullied Taylor Swift, and that's why it's really ridiculous that that's on there. And then she says, or when his client, Kanye West, or- organized a revenge porn music video, which strips my body naked. Now Scooter has stripped me of my life's work. That I wasn't given an opportunity to buy. Essentially, my musical legacy is about to lie in the hands of someone who tried to dismantle it. This is my worst case scenario. This is what happens when you sign a deal at 15 to someone whom the term loyalty is clearly just a uh, contractual concept. And when the man says music has value, he means its value is beholden to men who had no part in creating it. When I left my masters in Scott's hands, I made peace with the fact that eventually he would sell them. Never in my worst nightmares did I imagine the buyer would be Scooter. Anytime Scott has heard the word Scooter escape my lips, it was when I was either crying or trying not to. He knew what he was doing. They both did. Controlling a woman who didn't want to be associated with them in perpetuity. That means forever. Thankfully, I am now signed to a label that believes I should own everything I create. Thankfully, I left my past in Scott's hands and not my future. And hopefully young artists or kids with musical dreams will read this and learn about how to better protect themselves in a negotiation. You deserve to own the art you make. I will always be proud of my past work, but for a healthier option, Lover will be out August 23rd. Sad and grossed out, heartbroken emoji, Taylor. So that's a lot to take in. And this has been an ongoing thing since last Sunday. There's been countless news reports. There's been a hashtag, we stand with Taylor. There's been a lot going on. And it's just, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions about this. And mostly it's just, I worry about the future of artists like Billie Eilish, who is only 17 years old and was signed at 14. And, you know, I brought this up to my friends, uh, all my friends in my group chat. They're all big Taylor Swift fans. And they obviously had a lot of opinions about this. And um, Kate actually said, because, you know, of course, Kate's in the group chat. But Kate had said, um, since Billy's brother is in the music business and he's part of her band and everything, and they work very closely together, they're basically, you know, the biggest duo. They do everything together as far as her music goes. Um, Hopefully he kind of steered her in the better direction. And hopefully that her fate and her music is in better hands than Taylor Swift's was or is for that matter. And it just, it really sucks that, you know, Taylor Swift being one of our generation's biggest pop stars and pop artists is going through this. And it's just really scary that nobody's immune to this. Like there's no exception. And there's been a lot of um, quote unquote celebrities that have been in favor of Taylor Swift and had the hashtag we stand with Taylor And I do need to talk about this because most of the people on this list that were in support of Taylor Swift are women and some people that were not in support of Taylor Swift are also women. So I do want to get to Justin Bieber in just a moment, but I'm trying to go in order here of the things that I had listed. So there's this article on BuzzFeed that um, has a list of the major quote unquote celebrities that have been in support of Taylor Swift. A lot of the names that people do know So this was posted a couple days ago. Of course, 
the only white man we can trust, Brandon Urie, of course. He collaborated with Taylor on Me for her new record, Lover, coming out. He said on a Twitch screen, uh, stream, ugh, words are really hard today. Sorry, guys. He said, it broke my heart. He said, during a Twitch live stream, I read, I read Taylor's statement and I was like, that sounds about right. You know, toxic dudes doing toxic bullshit in the toxic industry. It's a shit show to learn how awful people can be. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you screwed over a young artist early on and you knew you were screwing them over. Everyone involved in that is a piece of shit, man. <sighs> if you don't love Brendan Urie, I don't know why you're listening to this because in this house, we love one man and one man only, and that's Brendan Urie. Um, but he he kicked it off kind of, and everybody was like really excited because they just worked together. And Brendan is one of those artists that everyone, at least now, loves, supports, and now can do no wrong in people's eyes for the most part. And then Halsey, who I've talked about in the past, and I've also talked about in the past past on... Um, several occasions she's grown on me a lot since I've originally started talking about her everybody that knows me knows that Badlands was one of my favorite records that came out I listened to it non-stop when it came out it was great I got a lot of friends into it I got Pat into it and then over you know over time Halsey kind of did a lot of things that people didn't agree with and it was a whole thing but right now we like Halsey and she can stay. I've talked about Halsey a bunch on this podcast and I will talk about her again in a couple minutes. I do have a lot more to talk about other than this Taylor Swift situation. So hold tight. We're going to get there. There's a lot happening today. So Halsey said in a, I think it was a tweet. It said she deserves to own the painstaking labor of her heart. It turns my gut that no matter how much power or success a woman has in life, you are still susceptible to someone coming along and making you feel powerless out of spite. I am standing with her. So Halsey, not surprising that she would stand with Taylor Swift because Halsey usually tries to take the side of what's right. And I support that. Uh, I'm reading, I'm just reading from this Buzzfeed list and, um, it talks about Cara, Cara Delevingne and, uh, I haven't read Justin Bieber's ridiculous uh, Instagram post yet, but I'm going to read to you what Cara Delevingne said in, uh, in response to it. So I'm going to read Justin Bieber's post in about a minute, but his wife, Haley Baldwin, decided that she was going to comment gentleman or some shit on his post. So Cara did not take kindly to that. So she goes, gentlemen, question mark, at Haley Bieber, at Justin Bieber. You must be bored. I wish you spent less time sticking up for men and more time trying to understand women and respecting their valid reactions. As a married man, you should be lifting women up instead of tearing them down because you are actually threatened. I am not sure you actually understand what an apology is. This issue that Taylor Swift is is talking out is about far more than a picture, and you know that. As you said, you haven't spoken to her in years, which means you definitely don't understand the situation. I do. Take a step back and try and learn from this. We should all be on the same team. End of story. Kissy emoji. So no no surprise that Kara took Taylor Swift's side either. Kara usually stays pretty quiet, but she always stands up for what's right as well. Jack Antonoff was another one that said, don't fuck with artists. <laughs> oh, it says herb, herbs dash don't fuck with artists. I almost said herbs. Don't judge me. Alessia Cara didn't really say much, but she posted on an Instagram story with a bunch of exclamation marks, and it said, hey, stop stealing from women who work hard. 
Oh, I think she did. Oh, no. It doesn't look like she said uh, hashtag we stand with Taylor, but whoever tweeted this, it was Taylor Swift News, you know, hashtag we stand with Taylor, but the actual Instagram post doesn't uh, say that. And then Iggy Azalea didn't didn't think that this would happen, but Iggy Azalea actually uh, supported Taylor Swift as well. She quote tweeted Pop Crave talking about the whole situation. She said telling someone about a deal days before it's public means the deal was already done and she never had the opportunity to even make a bid to own her own work. These deals take months to negotiate in long form. And I believe that was in the Pop Crave uh, tweet that she was quote tweeting said billboard quote-unquote source says taylor swift did not learn of the deal as it was announced uh to the world but that swift had known about the acquisition since june 25th when big machine held a meeting to discuss the deal scott swift had an attorney for uh had an attorney for taylor call into the meeting like iggy azalea said i'm not even in the fucking music industry and i even know that deals take a long time so the fact that you know, they're saying like, what, this was two days before this happened. What was, what was Sunday? The, the 30th, the 31st. So six days, if that's math correctly, come on, less than, less than a week. Get out of my face. Oh, and then she quote tweeted, uh, somebody that said they seriously did her dirty. You ladies in the music industry work 13 times as hard. And this is the kind of respect y'all get. So Iggy Azalea quote tweeted it and she said, and this is why I'm so happy to own my master for this new album. They really do people crazy dirty on ownership of their intellectual property in the biz. And I agree. <laughs> and then the Haim sisters, they showed support for Taylor and they said, sometimes I'm reminded how fucked up and slimy this business is. This is one of those times. Um, Danielle Haim wrote on their Instagram story and it's a picture of all three sisters with Taylor Swift. And then uh, Esty, I believe her name is, she posted a simple let Taylor Swift buy back her art. And then Sky, uh, Sky Ferreira, she hit me real hard with um, her Instagram post. She, and this is, this is why I was bringing up Billie Eilish because she's young and Sky Ferreira, she said, I signed contracts when I was 15 and I'm still paying the consequences for it. Every contract I have ever signed has always been set up to take advantage of me slash my work in some way. You have to pro uh, protect yourself because nobody will do it for you, even if it's their job. You can't leave anything vague ever because they will use the loophole to fuck you over. Own you or not pay you properly for your work, etc. Be clear. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. If they do, it's most likely for their convenience. Look out for yourself and your future. Do not let people pressure you into giving away your rights or settle for less when it comes to your future and your work. Insisting on your rights, value, and ownership doesn't make you difficult. If people threaten to take something away because you question something or because you know what you want, consider it alarming. Holding out and finding out a situation where you can thrive slash have control over your life is worth so much more. You have to think about the bigger picture. You shouldn't have to settle for less. Just because the system has been the same for decades doesn't mean it's okay or when you need to bow down to it. If anyone tells you otherwise, you have to ask yourself if the decision impacts their life in the way it will influence your life in future. The entertainment industry is filled with underqualified bullies and morons with way too much power for their own good. As an artist, you have the ability to save yourself from these situations and the world will listen despite the gatekeepers. It's something those people do not have, despite the influence they may have within, etc. I wish I never let people made me feel helpless in repetitive situations or believe they were doing their job at quote unquote protecting my work. Because if I do it on my own, I won't be allowed to work since nobody wants to deal with artists directly or perceive as a weakness. 
When they were stealing from me and severely damaging my career, I've been mentally abused countless times. Gaslighting is a go-to tactic. Suffering isn't currency for having the opportunity to do what you love for a living. The moment something becomes inconvenient, not a single soul will be in sight to actually fix it, especially when people have their own agendas and ego. You have to do it for yourself. Don't allow yourself to get used and bled dry. Don't let anybody convince you that you aren't supposed to own or control your work or not get paid properly. You don't have to give the blind eye because others choose to respect yourself. So that was a lot. And I agree with everything that she said. And again, I just feel like this industry just breeds these young artists because they're young and naive and they don't know what their contract is actually or how it's going to impact their future. And it's just, it's, it's really scary and it's really sad because we're seeing the artists that are coming onto the scene younger and younger nowadays. Like we're not seeing people quote unquote, make it big in their late twenties anymore. We're seeing people at 14, 15, make it big. And yeah, I know that, you know, this isn't new, you know, look at Britney Spears, like Christina Aguilera. We're not going to get into Britney Spears because Britney Spears was a whole fucked up situation. And the fact that what happened to her is still happening in 2019. And the fact that that was in the nineties, Britney Spears was on the scene in the nineties and she got literally taken for a ride she got so abused in this industry and it's fucking sickening and the fact that she's still at at some point and somehow at the mercy of the industry just breaks my fucking heart because she's just a gem and salt to this earth I love Britney Spears and I hate that the pop machine really revolved around her and kind of breaking her at fucking 16 years old man it just it's rough And then uh, Martha Hunt, she also said she couldn't be prouder of Taylor for speaking up about the situation. She said Taylor doesn't deserve for someone who has constantly bullied her to own the rights to her blood, sweat, and tears. It's not the dark ages. Artists shouldn't be held down and couldn't be prouder of my friend for standing up for what's right. End of story. And then uh, there's a bunch of other people. But we're going to get to the one thing that really rustled everyone's jimmies, and that was Demi Lovato. Now, I have spoken a lot of good things about Demi Lovato on this podcast, and I really rooted for her. But this was not the right time to say this, and this is what she said. She went on Instagram stories, and she said, I have dealt with bad people in this industry, and Scooter is not one of them. He's a good man, personally. I'm grateful he came into my life when he did. Please stop, quote unquote, dragging people or bullying them. That's enough hate. There's enough hate in the world as it is. And then she said, y'all can come after me all you want, but I'm always going to stay loyal to my team. I value loyalty more than most people in this world. And if my name is going to be brought into conversations, I'm going to stand up for myself and the ones on my team. And then Todrick actually had claimed that um, Scooter was homophobic. So then Demi Lovato, again, decided to insert herself and say, hey, boo, I don't know you or anything, and this isn't hate, but making claims that someone is homophobic is really serious. Please don't spread information that isn't true because I can guarantee you Scooter isn't. As a member of the LGBTQ plus community myself, he wouldn't have signed me if he was. No hate, just trying to clear that up. I just, I hate when women stand up for men when other women are making claims against them i i can't i i it, oh, i'm gonna get into that in a second i just want to keep keep it rolling with the positivity but apparently it stops you know it's still it's still going with the hatred 
Um, I'm just reading this article. Um, it said Sia tweeted that Scooter is a good, kind man and said she hopes the situation passes quickly. Oh, Sia, what the fuck? And then the grand finale, Scooter's wife. Oh, Scooter's wife. Love this. This, this is my favorite part of this situation. So Scooter's wife, who's nothing to do with this whatsoever, decided that she's going to throw her two cents in because we all fucking asked for it, right? So she said, I have never been one for a public airing of laundry. But when you attack my husband, here we go. Let's start with at Taylor Swift. Whoa. Then let's get the facts straight. You were given the opportunity to own your masters. You passed. Interesting that the man you're so quote unquote grossed out by believed in you more than you believed in yourself. Your dad is a shareholder and was notified. And Scott personally told you before this came out. So no, you didn't find out when the world did. And girl, who are you you to talk about bullying? Oh God, this is hysterical. The world has watched you collect and drop friends like wilted flowers. My husband is anything that a bully. He's spent his life standing up for people and causes he believes in. Beyond that, it's easy to see that the point of putting this out was to get people to bully him. You are supposed to be a role model, but continue to model bullying. He's a manager, not God. He cannot control the actions of other humans, even once he manages. Don't blame him because Kim caught you in a lie. It's embarrassing, I know, but adults own up to their mistakes. We learn and grow from them. We don't divert blame and blur the lines of reality to suit our needs. When you haven't seen it, when you haven't seen is what happens behind closed doors. When he has supported and stood up for you, when he has challenged his clients to be kind or be quiet, when he has reached an olive branch out to you numerous occasions. Scott was so, uh, I guess Scooter's real name is Scott. I couldn't care less. Why would you call yourself Scooter? You sound like a fucking idiot. So Scooter was so excited to work and build with you. How embarrassing this temper tantrum is because you didn't get your way. He believes in and supports you. I sincerely hope you can learn to love and believe in yourself the way my husband does. Lastly, if you think he can control his clients, please control your fans. Leave our personal life and kids out of this. Where the fuck did she talk about her kids? I didn't know they fucking had kids. You don't understand yet what the line that crosses, but one day you will. And I hope you have the dignity, class, and kindness to leave your fans out of this and have an open discussion. Tumblr can't fix this. A phone call can. Girl, oh my God. I want everybody to know I did not read that whole thing. I just read the the temper tangent part up until this point. So holy fuck. Is she dumb or is she dumb? Pick one. I'll wait. Um, one thing that I, on a serious note, I can't stand when wives of bad people or bad men specifically speak up when nobody asks them to. The fact that wives de- defend their husbands when they're being called out for doing something shitty just not only makes the the wife looks like look like an idiot, but it makes the husband look like they're being supported by a woman. And it just further perpetuates this whole thing about how women aren't people. And it's just fucking ridiculous. And I hate it so much. And the fact that everything that this woman said was utter and complete bullshit. The fact that she said that Taylor Swift had passed on owning her masters. Even if Taylor Swift was a terrible person, even if Taylor Swift was a liar, you know, scummy, what have you, nobody in their right mind would pass on owning their masters. 
I'm not in the music industry and I fucking know that. Why wouldn't you want to own what you've worked for? Especially Taylor Swift, who when she started, she was she was very relatable. I mean, she still is relatable, but Taylor Swift's whole thing and why she got catapulted to stardom was because of how wholesome and relatable she was. She was, uh, quote unquote, you know, reading pages from her diary and those were her songs. Like she was ripping pages out of her diary and those were her songs. Like all of her songs are handwritten in diaries and, you know, written by her and all of that. And she's put in a lot of fucking work since she was 15 years old, if not earlier, writing songs. And I know that as somebody who wasn't a Taylor Swift fan, I even knew all the work that she put in. And to say that she would pass on owning her own fucking masters just to later on be like, um, this is not cool. I don't like this. That's a load of bullshit. Just calling it for what it is. There, even the scummiest person in the music industry would want to own their masters. There's not a single person in the world. Madonna probably would ask to own her masters. Lady Gaga, anybody, even the richest of the rich in this industry would own their masters. So girl, bye. That's all I got to say because that's fucking ridiculous. And then like to defend her husband by saying your fans are attacking our kids. Girl, nobody knew you had fucking kids. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. Literally. I mean, I didn't. Do you guys, did you guys know that they had kids? I couldn't care less. So it's just, it's really frustrating to me when wives defend their husband's when they do bad things like you don't have to stand up for your man when he's wrong you don't you can just stay silent nobody knows you exist anyway so why do you need to comment on it I didn't know he had a wife most people in this situation probably didn't even care that he had a wife so why is she saying something and I'm sorry but Taylor Swift has a lot more fans than fucking Scooter so if you think that you putting out a statement is going to do anything for him mm. You were wrong. Nobody's going to defend him over Taylor Swift. Not even the dumbest person. So anyway, since I've trashed Scooter's wife for, you know, an indefinite amount of time, let's start back at the beginning with Justin Bieber's idiotic Instagram post. So like I was saying um, a while ago, he had posted that FaceTime call. Taylor Swift, what up? So then he posted a picture of him, I guess, during like the baby days. And when Taylor Swift was just breaking out, he posted that picture of them. And he said, hey, Taylor, first of all, I would like to apologize for posting that hurtful Instagram post. At the time, I thought it was funny. But looking back, it was distasteful and insensitive. I have to be honest, though. It was my caption and post that I screenshotted of Scooter and Kanye that said, Taylor Swift, what up? He didn't have anything to do with it. And it wasn't even a part of the conversation in actuality. He was the person who told me not to joke like that. Scooters had your back since the days you graciously let me upon open up to open up for you. As the years have passed, we haven't crossed paths and gotten to communicate our differences, hurts or frustrations. So for you to take it out on social media and get people to hate on Scooter isn't fair. What were you trying to accomplish by posting that blog? Seems to me like it was to get sympathy. You also knew that in posting that your fans would go and bully Scooter. Anyway, one thing I know is both Scooter and I love you. I feel like the only way to resolve conflict is through communication. So banter back and forth online, I don't believe solves anything. I'm sure Scooter and I would love to talk to you and resolve any conflict, pain, or any feelings that need to be addressed. Neither Scooter or I have anything negative to say about you. We truly want the best for you. 
I usually don't rebuttal things like this, but when you try and def deface someone I love, character, loves character. Oh, he doesn't know how to spell. That's crossing a line. Oh, and then Haley Bieber, gentlemen. Girl, what the fuck does that even mean? That like, again, wives of people that do bad things always feel the need to comment. Why? Honestly, if I was ever married to someone that did something stupid, you bet your ass I would be nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Because I don't support shitty things. I mean, if... if no comment on that. <laughs> but I try not to support shitty things, especially if they're right in the face. And I would never be able to support something as stupid as Justin Bieber saying that. Especially because, like Cara Delevingne said, they haven't spoken in years. So it's clear he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And honestly, if you're going to call yourself Scooter, I already don't trust you. But uh, someone on Twitter actually pointed out Justin Bieber spelled almost every word wrong in his long ass posts about his wife. And suddenly he's spelling words like rebuttal and communicate correctly. These men think we're the stu that stupid, huh? Shaking my head, scoot and boot it. I thought that was pretty hysterical, even though I could barely figure out what the fuck Justin Bieber was just saying because the grammar was absolutely atrocious. But I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Scooter wrote it for him or somebody wrote it for him or literally Siri typed it for him. I, I literally don't know. But this whole situation came to a head, um, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Ellen Page's wife, who was actually um, who actually worked for Justin Bieber, her name is Emma Porter. She wrote on Instagram stories. She said, at Justin Bieber, I regret working under your name. I gave your universe my naive body, creativity, time, and effort twice for content that you made millions off of. While I made zilch nada, barely anything, less than minimum wage for the hours I invested, I couldn't afford to eat. I was sweeping studio floors to be able to practice my craft. The way you degrade women is an abomination. You continue to collaborate with overly problematic people. You religiously get to a church that does not support the LGBTQ plus community. Your company hired an, an out lesbian in your music video and to choreograph some content for your Purpose World Tour. How do you feel about that? A lesbian helping you for a disrespectful amount of money as you attend a church that goes against my existence. I can only hope for your enlightenment that you read a ton of books. I will gladly purchase and send you some books that will change the way your traumatized brain thinks. You depend on proper guidance to move forward. I beg that you find it. A straight white pastor manager can't be your only major source of worldview. I have so much to say, but mostly I really hope you educate yourself beyond your Bible. You have immense power. Use it to stop degrading women. We should all be checking on you and Chris Brown because you both need to be held accountable. Girl, she really did that. And then she said, you can be grateful for opportunity and still hold people accountable. You can be upset with your industry and still want to be a part of it by encouraging change. You can be abused and still have complex feelings towards your abusers. Dialects will change your life. Get into the word and, and to continue down the path of releasing finite judgment, we are all eternally shape-shifting. Now, if that isn't some shit, I don't know what is. So Justin Bieber is now being kind of outed for degrading women and it's not really anything new to be honest with you this um there's a tweet 
from Pop Music Data. It said an employee from Insider has reported that he was paid $20,000 to post wrong news about Taylor. He said Scooter paid him so he could clear his image up. He also said that Scooter paid uh, $10,000 uh, $10, to $20,000 to over 100000 to over a hundred media outlets to post wrong news information about Taylor. Sorry, a lot of numbers got involved there, and obviously I'm really good at reading. So, oh, there's a complex tweet that says, Taylor Swift has a long history of omitting facts to fit her own narrative and playing the victim. It's time to stop. I guess that was one of the articles that was in question about um, being paid to from Scooter. So... There's a lot going on with that situation, but basically it boils down to artists should own their work. Artists should own their masters. And I had mentioned on Twitter how um, I had found out recently one of my favorite um, records from one of my favorite bands, Me Without You. They did a Catch For Us The Foxes tour for a 10-year anniversary tour, I believe in 2015. It's either 2014 or 2015. I can't think of off the top of my head. But one of those years, they did a 10-year tour. For that 10-year tour, they were supposed to re-release Catch For Us The Foxes on vinyl, which has you know, been out of print since you know, it came out 10 years ago. They were supposed to do this deluxe edition and all of that jazz, which I had just found out about because I was looking into um, if they ever repressed it or you know, if I missed it or something. And they were going to repress it for the 10-year anniversary. And what happened was Universal owns all their masters now and owns all of their stuff. And they were kind of getting a deal with Universal to release Catch for Us the Foxes on vinyl. And there was, um, they were trying to release it for like $6 a unit. Universal was like $10 a unit. And they're like, fuck, but I guess. And Universal has been dicking them around since 2015. It's 2019. So four years of not being able to put out your own stuff and um they had like this lengthy blog post about it I don't remember what it said exactly but it was basically just like Universal owns all their stuff and they can't do anything their hands are really tied and it made me really mad because I know the industry sucks and I know that the industry definitely takes advantage and most people don't own their masters but it's just like why why can't they own their masters Streetlight Manifesto just won their long, arduous battle with Victory Records, which is another problematic label, but they just won their battle, but they're so fucking tired now. I don't think they're ever going to do anything. I think that they're done. One of my friends said that they're not done and they're alluding to a new album, but it's just like, this industry just eats me up inside. I love music. That's why I have a podcast about it, but it's just, it really bums me out that even in 2019, women are still fighting for their own stuff artists are fighting for their own stuff but this whole taylor swift situation's got me feeling some sort of way because she's a strong powerful female in this in this industry she's a mega giant and she doesn't even own masters to her own stuff when she was breaking out now that's fucked up and the fact that there's basically a smear campaign between other women against her it sucks it really sucks like demi lovato really shouldn't have said anything Ariana Grande hasn't said anything, but she just re-signed Scooter as her manager. It's just, it's a, it's a bummer. Even Sia saying, you know, Scooter's a good man. I don't give a fuck if you think he's a good man. I don't give a fuck if he's been nothing but kind to you. If a woman is saying, this man hurt me, this man did this to me, stand behind her or shut the fuck up. Sorry. It's just, I have so many feelings about this, guys. I've been talking about this for 40 minutes and like I'm very hunched over because this is a really bad chair. But 
I have other things that I wanted to talk about, but this was my main thing. But two people that I wanted to go back to. Very quickly, I did want to touch on Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, I had mentioned in my episode with Kate when we were in Toronto, I had mentioned that Billie Eilish told Calvin Klein that she wears baggy clothes because she doesn't want people to know what her body looks like. Now, not only, not like two, three weeks after she'd said that, she literally was in a still a big baggy hoodie, but zipped down and she was wearing a tank top and some idiot goes, damn, Billie Eilish is thick. This girl literally just said, this 17-year-old girl, she's literally 17, she's still underage, saying that she doesn't want people to know what her body looks like. And this idiot goes, she's thick. I can't. It's just, it's really disgusting. And I just hope that her future as an artist doesn't get tangled in a mess like Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, and all those that came before her. Because it would be a really big bummer to see that we have not progressed in any way, shape, or form. It'd really bum me the fuck out. And, um... Another artist that I was going to discuss again, Halsey was on the cover of Rolling Stone and a lot of people had some shit to say. Halsey, as I've mentioned many times, she is biracial, bisexual, and bipolar. Now the biracial um, aspect of that is coming into play for this conversation. Halsey was on the cover of Rolling Stone where she was in her natural hair, which is very dark and short and curly. And she quote unquote looked darker than usual. And she also like had like, armpits stubble that people were talking about. But the main thing people were talking about is they thought that she looked extra blacker or some shit like that. And apparently that was unacceptable to them. And it's just like Halsey has said a lot of dumb shit in her career. Not going to lie. But she's always advocated for how she feels as being biracial. I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe my eyes are shit. But she does present more black passing than white passing on most occasions. And how she looks on Rolling Stone is how she looks in person. You know, if you've looked at other photos of her, she's not tan tanning. She literally is half black. And more often than not, she does present more black than white. And people attacking her, it's just... And then they're saying like her something about her hair. I don't even know what people are complaining about. But I think Halsey is just one of those artists that people just want to bitch about for no reason. And I'm just so exhausted. Like, let the girl live. You know, she said a lot of dumb stuff in her career. But she does a lot of good. And she's just trying to live her life and make her music. And call her out when she's being dumb. Don't call her out because she's half black and you don't like it. That's what I got to say about that. And then there's another little tidbit that I did want to mention for this episode, and that is Lil Nas coming out during Pride Month, literally the last day of Pride Month, June 31st, he announced that he was, um, that he was gay. Um, not sure if he announced if he was gay, bisexual, or what the orientation was, but he is definitely part of the LGBTQ community. And it was the, the memes that ensued were hilarious because, um, there was one meme where it's like straight people are really pressed and think and trying to find like some hidden meaning behind Old Town Road when really it's just about how Lil Nas likes horses. And um, straight people were apparently really pissed off that they were bumping Old Town Road and it was written by somebody queer. And I fucking love that. In addition to that, Lil Nas is just absolutely hysterical. His Twitter is just one big meme and it's just it's 
pretty fucking great. I love everything about it. Um, he had just released a remix of Old Town Road and Walmart Yodel Kid is a part of it. And I just, I listened to it. And then Billie Eilish and Justin Bieber did a remix of Bad Guy. And it's just, it's been a really weird week for music. Let me just say that. But uh, Lil Nas is definitely um, the man of the year in my eyes. So 10 out of 10, let the man talk about horses, let him live his best life. And I look forward to Obama being on a remix of Old Town Road one day. Hopefully, because that'll really just piss off every white Republican in all of America. So I'm living for that. I could go on and on about things that are going on in the music industry. But if I went on in one episode, then I won't have anything else to talk about in future episodes. But basically, I just wanted to talk about Taylor Swift. Um, Side note, uh, I started recording this, I think, two, almost three weeks ago now. It is currently Monday, the 15th. And uh, I just... I forgot that I didn't finish this. So sorry that this is late and kind of irrelevant now. I don't know what's going on with Taylor Swift and Scooter right now that there hasn't really been much update. But all we know is Brendan Urie is the only man we can trust right now. And music is getting real weird. So that's all I have for you guys today. Feels good to be back and feels good to be somewhere that everything seems to be on the up and up. So Hope you guys liked the uh, the comeback. I don't know when I'm going to make another episode, though, not going to lie. But hopefully I will have another episode sooner rather than later and um, bringing in more co-hosts and just really pumping up the, uh, the party here, you know. Uh, so that's all I got. <laughs> I do, before I go, I want to tell you guys about the amazing artist that I have for the episode today. She goes by the name Karma Ray, and she's from Long Island. I got the absolute pleasure of seeing her play a couple of times while I was still on Long Island. My friend uh, Leanna actually plays ukulele for her from time to time, and they did a little acoustic show at this um, coffee house, and they played all Ariana Grande. They played Paramore. They played a bunch of stuff. It was awesome. She's got an incredible voice. She just put out a EP, I believe, called Mood Ring. came out a couple of months ago. It's awesome this is her first single pretty much ever in her whole music career it's called get over and it's just really cool she's got such a nice chill vibe um the show that i went to super chill just really really relaxed and she's just a really incredible person i love her to death she is very talented and very kind and i'm absolutely honored to know her and get to play her music on this podcast so i hope you guys like it too before i get to it i do want to tell you guys where you can find me which is an ever changing battle (laughs) um i just recently went off twitter again i wasn't really back on it but um I've been checking it from time to time, but right now I haven't even really signed on. I don't even have the app anymore, but if you guys want to reach me, it's Rebel Hearts Girl. Um, Facebook, I'm not really on much, but it's Rebel Hearts Podcast, which is the, um, that's the Facebook page for it. Um, Definitely like it. I'm posting stuff about my book that's coming tomorrow. I'm so excited. I'm going to ship it out and I'm going to promote the hell out of it. So you'll probably see me online. I'll probably be on Twitter a bit. So now is the time to catch me on the internets because... Lord only knows it's just uh, one big clusterfuck every time I've been on it in the past couple months. But Rebel Hearts Girl on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Rebel Hearts Podcast. You guys can email me at RebelHeartsPodcast at gmail.com. I do read all my emails. It's just I'm really bad at responding because I'll read them when I can't respond to them. And then or I don't have internet connection and then I just completely forget. 
So I do read them. I'm sorry if I haven't gotten back to you and you've emailed me, but I promise I'm getting there. And then also you guys can find me on Instagram, which is Sam is socks. I do um, primarily go on Instagram. So if you ever need me for anything, or if you want to reach me on social media, Instagram is the way to go. Cause it's the only one I primarily use anymore because it's just less convoluted and less stressful than every other social media. So yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. I will see you at the front. Here is Karma Ray. I told myself I want to write a song about you. Can't you see?